1: Good morning, Ryan. Looking at Greenwood, it's a crash southbound 65 after Main Street exit 99. It evolves a semi and two right lanes are blocked. Stopping traffic back to County Line Road. Delay times 20 minutes in case you're thinking about using 31 instead. Also a crash on the northwest side. It's on the ramp from northbound 65 to northbound 465. The ramp is open. The right lane is blocked. And it is causing to slow back to West 56th Street. Inbound 69 tightens up. Ninety-six two eighty-second coming out of the north split northbound sixty-five drags from the split to Meridian Pad. Traffic sponsored by Wendy's Indiana. Start your engines with Wendy's Hoosier biscuit bowl—a fluffy buttermilk biscuit with sausage gravy, seasoned potatoes, and cheddar cheese topped with a freshly cracked egg. At a participating Wendy's for a limited time. I'm Matt Bear with
0: traffic on the fives. Follow us at WIBC Traffic. Tara Hastings, Wish TV meteorologist. What do we know?
1: Hey, good morning. We've got mostly cloudy skies out there right now. Could see a few very light showers for the first part of the day today, especially. Uh, points south of indianapolis mostly cloudy skies today a seasonable day with highs near 44 mainly cloudy skies tonight we'll see lows fall to about freezing on tuesday we'll see some light precipitation move through could be in the form of a rain snow mix possible lots of clouds still in place on your tuesday with highs near 43 and mainly cloudy once again wednesday with highs near 42
0: that is tara hastings of wish tv tara thank you Right now, we've got ourselves 33 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 8.06. The Colts beat the Titans 31-28 in overtime. These Colts are, they're just weird. Watching Gardner Minshew play is frustrating and glorious, and it, 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 it is something. The guy was 26 for 42, 312 yards, two touchdowns. And that's because we didn't have a running game yesterday. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. But the big story from the weekend is college football. Michigan against Alabama, because Alabama beat Georgia. Michigan blanked Iowa here in Indianapolis. Washington against Texas, which means Florida State, which was twelve and zero, not part of the playoffs. Which, of course, will remind everyone that the college playoff situation sucks. It's just misery for everybody who's deeply involved. Texas goes twelve and one. Florida State is twelve and zero. Texas is in. Florida is out. I mean, what do you? What? How? How do you even make sense of it all? The whole thing doesn't make sense. And there's a question about if you're Georgia, which has won twenty nine games in a row, you lose by a field goal. You go from first to sixth. Is that really something that makes sense? It is obvious. Oh, I'm sorry. I said FSU was 12-0. and 0. FSU was 13-0. and 0. It's obvious that the system doesn't work. And college football is going to have to figure it out. To create a system and a playoff system that does work. I don't know how they're going to do this. Uh, we're going to try and dig into this on Tony Katz today at noon, but the 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 money that is at stake has a lot of people outside of college football paying attention, and exactly what kind of program do you need? Because you're really creating multiple tiers of programs, right? It, it, eventually, college football will be nothing more than the SEC and the Big Ten. That's it, because the Big Ten is getting all those Pac-12 schools. It's going to be insane. This is all you've got. And they're going to have to figure out a better system or they're telling telling everybody else who plays college football, yeah, sure, just have your team. That's cool. We, we won't worry about you for the big stuff, though. Well, if I'm not going to get a chance to participate in the big stuff, do I at least get the money? You make all this money on all that TV and we don't get it because you decide that teams from the ACC get get kept out oh there's going be some there's gonna be some real fighting after this there's going to be some real fighting after this and rightfully so a true playoff everything else is necessary now I know uh, uh producer Jonathan is reminding me that next year the playoff goes to 12 teams. Let's argue that that's going to solve the problem. The question before us is, where do those teams come from? That's the thing that I don't know. So when I talk about how these others feel about it, uh, Producer Jonathan, maybe you have the answer. Do the the teams that come in, are they the conference champions from all these conferences? Are you talking about for this year or or for next Next year? Next year. So, next for, year. so for next year, uh, they haven't fully come out and said what they're going to do, but I would assume that of the Power Four conferences, because the Pac twelve not be a thing won't be a thing next year. Uh, those four teams will all more than likely get in. I am um, assuming the top group of group of uh, six conference team will get in. So this year that would be like Liberty or Tulane, somebody like that, and then everything else would just be kind of like um, SEC and Big Ten. Like I said, yeah, or you know the maybe the runner up in the ACC or or something like that. So this 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 was where my argument was was that these two conferences are going to be so dominant that even in the in the expanded it it creates it, you, you still haven't solved the issue. And by the way, I thought it, had, it it had just I knew it grew bigger. I forgot that it grew to 12, so I appreciate the the insight Jonathan. A lot of money at stake. And if you start seeing that the only conferences that get in in terms of the mass amount of teams are from SEC and Big 12, the other conferences start disappearing because they're going to want to try and get some money out of this. This is my point. College football has not figured this out by any stretch. Maybe next year they'll have a better understanding. But if they don't start taking the teams from conferences and only focus on two, problem remains. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Some Michigan wins in a blowout. Here in Indianapolis. I mean, that that happens. Right? Tony Katz. Good to be with you, but that's not the story that matters. The story that that, that matters is that the money stayed in Indianapolis. The Big Ten Championship played at Lucas Oil Stadium. Michigan wins 26 to nothing over Iowa. That is not the way you want to go out at all or in any way. But the question is, how long can we keep the game? Will we see it go other places? And if it does, does that mean that Indianapolis is losing its edge as the place to be for sporting events? Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. at uh, Gary Dick is going to join us in, in just a minute to, uh, to talk about this specific issue. Indy has hosted these events. Indy has built out these events. What happens now if it goes? Well, there's gonna be competition. There's always gonna be competition. You're gonna see competition, for example, for uh for the combine. The combine, of course, is you know, it used to be nothing. It didn't matter to anybody, the NFL Combine. Now, the Combine is big money and big opportunity, and other places want it. Which I, I get. I can understand. But does it mean that, that Indianapolis has to start has to start thinking about, OK, we're not big enough to be able to keep these things here. We have to now go invent other things to build up. And when you're like, "Why aren't we big enough?" Well, the allure of Los Angeles sadly moves people. Oh, it's more of a media town. This is where you want to have the event. You ever try getting around Los Angeles? Getting around Los Angeles stinks. Stinks to high heaven. I've tried to get around Los Angeles in my life. Very difficult. Getting around Indianapolis is super easy. But if you're the Big Ten Championship, year after year in Indianapolis... Well, you got a lot of Big Ten schools that would like to have, or or Big Ten towns that would like to have that opportunity. They would like to be able to show that off, get that money. Why in the world are these schools constantly supporting Indianapolis? I assume that's the argument that they would make. Gary Dick uh, there from Inside Indiana Business joins us. Sorry for the technical issue. Uh, Other cities bidding for the big 10 championship. What are you hearing about Indy's chances of keeping it?
1: Well, I I think it's a coin flip at this point, uh, despite the fact that Indianapolis has done, uh, you know, an exemplary job, let's put it that way of hosting this event and so many other big events. A little bit of the history on this, Tony, uh, Indianapolis has hosted this event, the big 10 football championship since its inception. And if I remember right, I I don't think it was really put out to bid. The Big Ten basically called Indianapolis because of its reputation, because of uh, the relationship with Indianapolis and said, hey, we're going to have this championship game. We we want Indy to host it, and has again since 2011. Uh, It's out for bid now. Indy has it one more year next year, 2024, but then the Big Ten is uh, submitting or is asking for bids 2025 to 2028. As you said, lots of. Of cities are in the running, and now, you know, with the Big Ten's uh, footprint expanding, USC, UCLA, uh, Oregon, Washington, it's possible that the West Coast, you know, the western part of the United States, could host the Big Ten football championship. Uh, basketball championship has moved around. You know, it was in Indy forever, has moved around now, is rotated through other cities. I think next year it will be in Minneapolis at the Target Center uh, for basketball. So. Uh, it is a new age uh, in college sports, to be sure, and certainly the Big Ten as well. So it's part of that that process. I, I think it's likely that Indy is not going to be the exclusive host of the Big Ten football championship. Uh, uh, maybe get a, a mix in with some other uh, other schools or other uh, cities, but we will see.
0: And this is, of course, about the money and spreading the money around mm-hmm. to these neighborhoods, to these towns near where these these Big Ten schools. Are yep. But there's also a question of whether or not they can actually put on the event. Indianapolis, as we know, is built to put on these yep. uh, events. Do, do do groups like the Big Ten actually care about that, the ease of the uh, event itself? Or is it more important to them to make uh, everybody happy? You mentioned those West Coast teams, as, as I did, uh, and they want their piece of the financial pie.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's kind of of all of the above. It's a great question. And you think of the ease of access for fans. Indianapolis centrally located, not only built to host events like this, but its central location uh, here in the Midwest makes it easy for the bulk of the conference to get there. Uh, Las Vegas has expressed interest in hosting the Big Ten football championship uh, as well as others as well. How convenient is that? for uh, fans of the Big Ten to get to or the West Coast, uh, for that matter. So a number of factors, these cities, uh, you know, they're looking, as you said, they're looking at the dollars, about a $20 million economic impact for the Big Ten football championship. It is estimated. So they're looking at that number. And from a Big Ten perspective, you know, politics come into play. Uh, certainly, if you're Detroit or Minneapolis or Chicago, uh, those uh, those types of markets, they want You know, they want those uh, events in their cities as well, so there's a lot of pressure, I think, uh, there can be, on the Big Ten to make that decision. You know, interesting, too, Tony, uh, quickly, you know, on this Big Ten, uh, moving around, uh, you may remember a few years ago they moved the Big Ten Basketball Championship to Madison Square Garden uh, uh, in New York City. Uh, And that proved, I think, you know, big marquee location, marquee uh, city, all the bright lights, all that kind of thing. But I don't think attendance or excitement was uh, even close to what it is when it's hosted here in Indianapolis. So uh, money is at stake stake, and also uh, prestige and the the ability to host these events. And we should we, we expected to find out actually this weekend on what the Big Ten is going to do 2025 to 28. That's not been announced yet, but it's expected pretty soon.
0: Well, I think the question, therefore, Gary, talking to Gary Dick of InsideIndianaBusiness.com, is how does Indianapolis plan to deal with reality? And reality is that these things have become huge and everybody wants their piece so it does have to you know go on a bit of, uh, of a road show we've seen this of course regarding the NFL uh, scouting uh, event the combine, yeah, the combine um, right, yeah. what is the Indianapolis plan for okay what else can we build out and grow out here which is of course how Indianapolis got its start from the uh, the, the the sports commission and other things to begin with has there been talk about what else they can go after
1: you know, I, I think they're constantly looking at uh, events and and, and and how to do them because if you look at the facilities, you look at Lucas Oil Stadium, you look at Gainbridge Fieldhouse uh, the facilities here uh, are top-notch. I think what Indianapolis – and I think you see it uh, over and over again. I think Indianapolis, as they host these events, they've got the volunteer uh, core. They've got this, this process down, uh, you know, kind of down to a T. What they constantly try to figure out is how can we make the event better? How can we make it unique? Uh, we saw the Super Bowl. Super Bowl uh, Village essentially was an idea that was born here in Indianapolis, now part of the Super Bowl uh, bids. Uh, all the things that went on with that Super Bowl. I think you're going to see a similar situation with the NBA All-Star Game coming up in uh, in February of next year, the All-Star Weekend. I think you're going to see Indianapolis pull out uh, a few unique things to make the event special. And I think that's where it is because, as you mentioned, you know the competition. The Indiana Sports Corporation was the first local sports commission in the entire country in 1979, just one. Uh, today, I don't know what the number is, but I think it's well over 300 around the country. So the competition for these events is is really keen. And Indianapolis has to uh, keep upping its game to win these events.
0: Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter, IIB. I appreciate you taking the time. How bad is it? Don't no sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, that's me, by the way. 93, WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. Fill up on the news, presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC. The Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show. Sundays at 9 a.m., WIBC and WIBC.com. Dow futures down 86. NASDAQ futures down 67. It was uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, last week saying, Guys, I don't know where you're, you're thinking that we're going to lower interest rates. We're just going to keep everything where it is right now. Keep everything calm right now and hope for the best. Meanwhile, Spotify is going to lay off 17% of their employees. That was the news as of this morning. Uh, saying that Spotify invested too much in 2020 and 2021 and they had to right-size it's cost for new economic reality. I'm, I'm just saying everything's fine. Everything's fine. Meanwhile, gold is uh, starting to move up. Gold is starting to move up. And is right now over 2,000. So it's really gone up a hundred in the past what week? Is that where it is? I think that's the past week that gold has has gone up. Interesting, which would signal to one that that's uh, inflation making a play. However, people wondered, well, why wasn't gold going up? I don't know, three months ago. The whole thing is super weird. Gold last month, 1937, back in November, and and then slowly making its way up over the past couple days. It had a a pop over 2,000 in, in October, But it was down to $1,800 back in the beginning of October. So I don't know, is this the continued up or will it come back down and have a little bit of a fall if you take a look at how things have been going? We will see. But gold is the hedge against inflation, right? And is this where people are? You mean now, as we engage the reporting that uh, this past month shows numbers that are better why why now that's what makes that's what makes people crazy we've talked inflation now for months for over a year but now all of a sudden people are going to make a move into into a precious metal that that shows is that is normally the hedge why didn't they do that 6 months ago what are we missing in that uh by the way uh silver right now at 25 2552 I don't always follow um, these things. I I, I don't, but um, just just for the sake of this, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you should know that Bitcoin is at nearly forty-two thousand, and in October you could have bought it for twenty-seven thousand. So you got that going for you as well. In case, in case like myself, you didn't buy any of it, just, just in case you were like, nah, nah, that's that's not for me. By the way, if I had bought it, it'd be down. So uh, I did you all a favor. You're welcome. You are welcome. As always, I'm just sharing what's going on. Do not take any investing advice, investing advice from me, whatsoever. No. That's not what you do. I'm just here to share the information. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning.
1: So I'm not going to reveal the the details of the conversation, but I did speak with the emir, and the um, work and their commitment to this work is ongoing, as is ours. And um, our work is ongoing to support some ability to reopen the pause um, and and to, to have a deal going forward where there will be a pause so that we can get hostages
0: out and get aid in. And this is why Kamala Harris will never be president of the United States. She just can't answer a question. She doesn't know how. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. She doesn't know how. She's not smart enough. That's all there is to it. Don't tell me it's racism or sexism. No, she's not smart enough. You start accepting the idea, not you. Uh, They, But they should start accepting the idea that she's just not smart enough. She's just not good enough. Ain't my fault for noticing. But if you want word salads, I mean, if we're going to go after people and say like, hey, this is just a weird thing to say.
1: We're also going to fight to give much better health care than what you have right now. This is a newer subject, but Obamacare is a disaster. And I said, we're going we're to do something about it. I saved Obamacare when we got John McCain's negative vote. You know, he voted against it after campaigning for many, many years. He said, oh, thumbs down. That was an amazing night.
0: Did he just say he saved uh, Obamacare? Obamacare is a disaster. I saved Obamacare. Now, never mind how he meant it. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the sound clip. I honestly don't know what's going on. I don't. Uh more and more people taking a look by the way at uh the um polling numbers and like, "Yeah, I don't believe this." I get you. I'm waiting for Iowa too. Uh I'll, later today I'll be appearing on uh, Sean Spicer's show over at the First uh, discussing this. But it's it's just it's this it's up by 50 plus points. Are you sure? Are you sure? I don't know if I believe it, but I certainly don't believe Liz Cheney in this nonsense. You know, we're facing a situation with respect to the 2024 election uh, where it's an existential crisis. uh, And we have to ensure that we don't have a situation where an election that might be thrown into the House of Representatives um, is overseen by a Republican majority. So you would prefer a Democratic majority? Uh, uh, I believe very strongly in those principles and ideals that have defined the Republican Party. But the Republican Party of today has made a choice, and they haven't chosen the Constitution. And so I do think it's, uh, it presents a threat if the Republicans are in the majority in January 2025. I think the threat comes from a Democratic Party that won't stand up to people screaming for genocide and have elected officials actually calling for it. But sure Liz Cheney, whatever you say. You sound ridiculous. Please don't tell me she sacrificed her career for her country. She gave up her career because she couldn't figure out how to be normal. Opposition to Trump? Plenty of people are opposed to Trump. They're still around. It's okay. You don't have to be some Trump loyalist. You don't loyalist. You don't have to have this fealty, this this whatever you want to call it idol worship. Republicans are a threat to democracy. Shut up and sit down, you ridiculous child. You deserve all the derision you get. You want to talk about the issues with government being used against the people? It's being used against the people right now. Why don't you care about that? If the January 6th committee's um, exposes were so incredibly important, so valuable, why was evidence destroyed? That's what we were told evidence was destroyed, was it? Who would destroy evidence from something that is so unbelievably important? Why don't we get to see all of it? I saw a video yesterday, super ugly, people attacking Capitol Police. It's there. You don't deny it. Don't you deny it. You and I will have a fight. It's there. And it was gross. And then there's equally video of people being welcomed into the Capitol and escorted around. And, and hey, fist bumps and have a good day. You think I'm going to call these people terrorists? What are you, insane? It all matters. Of course it matters. And it certainly matters like these people are not. It matters how we're treating them when it comes to how they're being incarcerated. Solitary, not being able to see doctors, not being able to see lawyers, these are some of the allegations. It was a a riot at the Capitol, so therefore uh, they deserve to be treated like less than Americans? Are you insane? And you, you, Liz Cheney, want to tell me about the threat to democracy? You deserve all the derision you get You have sold your soul. I don't think you should have done it personally. I think you should have kept your soul. But that's not what you were interested in. This much is obvious. And then there is this. Oh, so good. This is an IDF spokesperson speaking to Sky News. When they're talking about how they're warning people in southern Gaza about uh, coming attacks uh, that the Israeli defense forces are being engaging in Hamas and being able to get out and of course, you keep hearing this line that electricity 's out nobody 's phone is charged they can 't get any information uh, the IDF has got the answer
1: very short of time i 'm so sorry that we 're going to have to um, speed things up. We are about
0: to run out of time, but I just wanted to ask you very quickly about that digital map. You're telling people where it's going to be targeted next. People don't have power to power up their uh,
1: mobile phones. They haven't got Wi-Fi. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think you and all of your viewers saw our hostages being paraded through the streets as they were released to Israel over those seven nights and hundreds of Gazans holding their phones, videoing them. So clearly there's enough power to power their phones when we're, they're parading our hostages throughout Gaza. Now that same power to their phones will be to get the maps, download the maps,
0: look at the flyers and don't okay. forget. We're not only feeling those- I'm so
1: sorry. We are out of time, but we
0: appreciate uh, your comments this evening. Of course you're out of time. Of course. And by the way, uh, in case you didn't know this, and I was digging in on this yesterday, the hostages were released, not all of them because Hamas broke the ceasefire, and there were hundreds if not thousands of people in Gaza cheering and jeering and recording, and the whole thing is super weird. But when you see it, you're like, um, huh, maybe... Uh, Maybe the relationship between Hamas and the people of Gaza is closer than you think. I mean, the video shows that. I'll get into it on Tony Katz Today at noon.
1: See you then.